You are listening to Defining Moments Podcast. This is episode number nine with Derek Sire, founder of OMAS Team Building and author of Big Team. Hi everyone, my name is Wong Lam, your host of Defining Moments Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Each podcast, I bring on a family member, a colleague, a friend, a guest that has submitted their defining moment and has agreed to come onto the podcast to share it. A defining moment is a moment that either you define or you let the moment define you. We go through many of them in life. Perhaps your moment was a struggle that led you to your moment of greatness or led you to contribute to society the way that you do. How did it affect you? How did it affect others? How did it lead you to the woman of your dreams? Logic will get you from A to B. Imagination will take you everywhere. That's a quote by Albert Einstein. How did a trip to Oklahoma lead you to greatness? What has happened since that trip? He's a graduate from the University of Central Oklahoma with a degree in kinesiology and an MA in theology. He's also a husband and a father and an author. Today's special guest is Derek Sire. Derek Sire, welcome to the podcast, my man. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Oh, man, I'm honored to have you on. So, you know, we met a few years ago at a company where we worked and they have a gym and you were a, a fitness staff member there. Yes, sir. And every time I came in, man, it was like high energy and high positive attitude every single time. My question is, how are you able to keep that up? eight to 10 hours a day because you had to open in the gym and you had to close the gym. And then you have clients as well that come in the gym and say, Hey Derek, I need a quick workout, man. Yeah. You know? I think, I think when it, it uh, it's not, it's not manufactured. Yeah. It's not uh, disingenuous. Right. When it's a part of who you are, you don't even think about it. Right. You know, uh, you, you, you come to the gym and you bring your energy with you. And I tell my wife all the time, and this is something that um, we've always talked about. I say people energize me. You want to see me low? Yeah. You want to see me um, not buzzing around the place? Then you take me away from people. Right. And usually when I'm by myself, I'm I'm pretty low key. Someone asked me yeah. the other day, they were like, are you like this when you're by yourself? And I'm like, I have no reason to be like this <laughs> when I'm by myself. It's when I'm around people that they energize me. They give me a reason to be up and bouncing around. So. It's genuine, man. It's who yeah. I am. I've always been this way. You can go back to high school and middle school. Right. People are gonna tell you that I've always been the same guy as far as energy and smiling and yeah. hugs and high fives. This is who I am. Yeah, I actually I know it's genuine and it's very authentic. The reason why I know that is every time I go to the gym, you you've always been like that. And as a matter of fact, recently I caught up with you a couple weeks ago. And you were there at 5.45 in the morning playing basketball. I sat yep. on the bench right next to you. I wasn't going to play basketball. <laughs> but there you see, you're smiling. And that's what I'm talking about. It's a, the energy, the positive attitude that I feel rubs off on a lot of people. And at 5.45, you know, there's a lot of people like, oh, man, I'm here to go to the gym. That's true. You know, but when they talk to you or they work out with you, it's like, all right, well, I don't need coffee, man. I've got a cup of Derek. Let's do this. Hey, I right? like that. <laughs> I'm going to get that on a t-shirt, a cup of Derek. Get you a cup of Derek. That's great. I love that. Yeah, man. And so you also have a business. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let's, what's this business about? So it's called uh, OMOS Team Building. O-M-O-S Team Building. Okay. Dot com for those that are listening and would like some more information. It's about group and social dynamics. Yeah. And we use games and activities to address these real life issues that happen in groups, whether it be communication or vision casting or conflict resolution, trying to motivate, inspire. Yeah. Um, I think when you think about culture, those are all components of that. And so I'm a culture guy. I come in, I talk about leadership, I talk about team building, being together, having fun. Yeah. Um, and that's just kind of naturally what I see. Uh, so I figured, man, what if I did this for a living? Could I do this for a living? Yeah. And going into my fifth year of the business, uh, I'm doing well. And it's, it's fun. Yeah, speaking of culture, that's, uh, that word is pretty popular. Literally, the last five to six years has taken off. Yes. Uh, a lot of companies are talking about their quote-unquote corporate culture, mm -hmm. right? And we recently went through a... Um, a training about culture okay and they're talking about you know we need to speak one language which which is a company's language mm -hmm. and my question is i i 
came across this quote and I found it very interesting. So the quote says, value drives your culture, which drives your behavior, which drives your outcome. What do you think about that? Value drives your behavior. Culture. So your your values drive your culture. Culture, okay. And then your your culture drives your behavior. Okay. And then your behavior drives the outcome. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. As I think about that right now, I think about uh, what the value is. Right. Right? You can value product mm-hmm. um, or people. Right. I think that great companies do both. Yeah. I think that uh, contemporary companies, they are trying to figure out a way to train and invest in people yeah. so that it impacts positively the bottom line. Yeah. And I've always said, if you take care of people, people take care of business. Yeah. I think we true. try to do it a different way. We try to take care of business and then take care of people. Right. But if you neglect the people, the business can't succeed. That's absolutely right. Right. If you take care of people, people will take care of business. So I think the first thing is trying to establish what value is. Mm-hmm. And so if I was the CEO of a company, I would express value in people. That mm-hmm. would be the first thing that I would express value in. Um, I wrote a book recently. It published in March. It's called wow. Small Stories, Big Team. Small Stories, Big Team. You can find it on Amazon. Okay. Um, it talks about, there's a, a, a couple of chapters in there that talks about the power of we. Right. And there are three different components of we. The first component is when you talk about we, when there is no we. So it's just you. Yes. Right. But you're speaking kind of into the future being we. Like, we in Oma's team building value this, right? The second part is we as in me and the people that I work with, like the people that are part of the company. That yeah. means when they actually, uh, they come to pass, when I start hiring people, that we. Yeah. The other we is myself, the people that I work with, and the community. And we all come together to create this value yeah. that's under culture. Yeah. Right. I remember when I worked for Chesapeake, the culture was very much so live, work, play. Yeah. Live, work, play. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was something that Aubrey McClendon, the CEO at that time, he was very much so a live, work, play type of uh, chief executive officer. Mm-hmm. And everybody in the company came under that culture. Yeah. He valued living well. He valued playing hard. Yeah. He valued working hard. Absolutely. Right. right. And so yeah. everybody yeah. that was part of that culture came under that. Yeah. So I think when we're talking about value impacting culture, I think the question is, where do we place our value? Right. Do we place it on the bottom line? Do we place it on people? Do we place it on reputation? Do we place it on right. community involvement? Absolutely. So I think there is some truth to that. But before mm-hmm. I put my stamp of approval, Right. Yeah. Step approval. I would say, <laughs> well, what, what, how, do we, how do we define value? Yeah. And then I think once you define value and culture, behavior, yeah. um, it follows. And then what was the third one? The uh, outcome. The outcome. The All of that. Outcome. It follows what we value. Yeah. Right. It, yeah. It, I think the culture, the behavior, the outcome, that all follows what we value. If we value money, I know there's a, a company in Oklahoma City that has gone into some recent changes, and the bottom line is the value. And the people that used to work for this company, they were used to culture being first. They were used to the value being placed on the people. Yeah. Well, now that the value is being placed on bottom line, mm-hmm. the company isn't what it used to be. It used to be a beacon in Oklahoma City. It yeah. used to be a front runner. It used to be a standard. Yeah. But now that the bottom line has taken precedence over people, right? you begin to see people not so loyal to the company, not so... Uh, the value has shifted from people and community and lifestyle to the bottom line. And you can feel it when you walk yeah. into the campus. So yeah. um, not not to point fingers, but that's a the immediate example that I think mm-hmm. of when you talk about that quote. Value, yeah. culture, behavior, outcome. It all starts right. with value. Yeah. Now, that's, that's interesting. You uh, brought uh, Mr. McClendon's name up because I, I do remember uh, th- that culture uh-huh. and you're you're dead on. You're right on, and and it was a very fun culture. It was. It made work fun. Yeah. You, you worked hard, but you're able to enjoy your work and enjoy more importantly the people. And even one of his quotes, he said that it wasn't one of my favorites as well. Is you know the uh, the people are the greatest asset yes. of the company. Yes. And that quote resonates with me well because you can take that quote 
and apply it to your life, yes. your your business, the people that surround you. You know, they're they're the greatest assets to to Derek. I agree. You know, and and then Derek in turn is the greatest asset to them because without Derek's positive spark, sometimes people are like, oh man, I don't have it today. Mm-hmm. But once you inject them, mm-hmm. right, with Give that, that cup, cup of Derek, Derek. Dude, yes, sir. that's it, man. I love that. <laughs> and so I think if you take that concept, that's really good when you talk about people being your greatest asset. With, with people yeah. come loyalty. Yes. With people come gifts. Right. With people comes inspiration. Yeah. People, if you if you inspire people, if you motivate people, if you see them as a person and not a bottom line or an avenue through which you can better yourself or your company, right. but you see them as actual people, those pe- you get all of who they are. I used to love seeing families. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Whether it was a, a party or uh, the the lights. Mm-hmm. And if you talk about <clears throat> what people value and how you can attach that to being an asset, yeah. right? If yeah. I am on board with what you value, I'm your biggest fan. Absolutely. Right? This is this yeah. is what I love about my wife. We're going to talk about love for a little bit. Okay. Right? I love my wife because she, when she is my biggest fan... <laughs> When <laughs> exactly when she's not a fan of me leaving my socks on the floor, right? But yeah. when she is my biggest fan, she shouts from the mountaintop. Okay, gotcha. Oh my god, perfect. I love seeing people that work for companies. They wear their clothes outside of work. Uh-huh. I love seeing that. Yeah, I love. I, I worked um, with OU physicians, mm. and I helped coordinate their corporate challenge uh, weekend. Corporate yeah. challenge has been around for twenty five years. I've been around for. 15 of them yeah. or 14 of them. And people show up with pride wearing their Hertz uh, shirts, wearing yeah. their OU Medical, OU yeah. Medicine shirts. Like they wear it with pride and they yeah. see their CEO and they're like, that's my CEO. Right. And these are my coworkers. Yeah. But on the flip side, I see people who refuse to wear shirts that have their company logos on them. Yeah. And they're like, oh man, I'm just here for a check. And yeah. they work like it. Yeah. And those people are not valuable assets. I agree with you 100%. Because they're, they're, they don't they don't buy into the culture. They don't right. they're, they're not they don't find value where they are. Yeah. So when you when you're talking about love, I'm gonna make this tie. We have value and love. I don't think that they are opposite. I think they are quite synonymous. Okay. I think they correlate well one with the other. Yeah. I would be willing to take value out of the equation and, and replace it with love. And I would say, I loved Chesapeake Energy. Yeah. I yeah. would take the value out of my, my marriage. If I took the word out, I would say, I love my wife. But right. if I took love out and put value in, I would say, I value my wife. Yeah. Right? I don't yeah. think they are polar opposites. I don't think right. they are as different as we make them. I right. think that love and value they can go hand in hand yeah. and i think that's part of what we're talking about here today where we're talking about value but we're also going to talk about this love story that yeah. I think is very important as well oh man this is going to be great i uh that's interesting I, I never thought about um love and well i i never thought of love and value as opposites because i i agree with you i think they are synonymous they they, they go hand in hand yes um because if you don't value um your spouse that's your true wife how can you love her? And and if you don't, you know, if you if you love her, you don't value her. I mean, how does that work? It doesn't. It doesn't. Right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's that's perfect, man. I I love it. Uh, so yeah, we are going to get to your defining moment. However, before we get into that moment, yeah, yes, sir. I'd like to know one of my things when I get to know people is what do they what do they do? What are so what are they so passionate about? And and a lot of that comes through maybe. A defining moment and maybe it has led them to contribute so the mm-hmm. word contribute contribution mm-hmm. um, is big with me and yeah. so would you mind sharing with our listeners how, how do you how does Derek besides serving up a cup of Derek mm-hmm. contribute to society big old cup I want people to instead of say cup of Joe I want people to start saying a cup of Derek man let's start this how did Joe like Claim the corner market on coffee. I don't even know who Joe is. I don't even know who Joe is. I don't even have a friend named Joe. I have a couple <laughs> friends named Joe, but are you sure it's not Joseph? <laughs> ah, Joseph, dang it! I don't know. I don't know. And so, um, I don't know. I think that I think that's a, a good question. Um, I think my gift to my community, outside of being energetic mm-hmm. and positive, 
uh, and motivating and inspiring, I think is my gift of communication. Right. I think with my gift, there comes a responsibility to share. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I share well. Right. I think I have a perspective that um, is unique and that is rare. I think that uh, everyone, as they mature, as they grow into who they are as a person, um, their story is unique. I don't think there's any one person on this earth that has the exact same story line for line. Right. Right. Which makes Agreed. us all unique. It makes us all uh, able to contribute uniquely to culture, to our yeah. community, to our yeah. families. And I think that's something that my story has. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I share it from top to bottom. I communicate that well. I believe I do. Yeah. I can always get better at communicating. Of course, we all can. Um, yes, yeah. but I, I believe that my goal uh, has been, will always be, mm-hmm. to take these big chunks, to break them down into little bitty pieces, mm-hmm. and to communicate them to my audience, regardless of who the audience is, yeah. where they are, what we're talking about. I want to be able to take these big concepts and break them down yeah. uh, to uh, palatable parts, right. to um, consumable bites, yeah. where it's not so big, like leadership. Leadership, when people hear that, I think some folks get hives. Some folks get <laughs> nauseous, right? They're, they're, yeah. uh, they've had leadership up to their ears, and they're tired yeah. of hearing the term. Yes. So for me, I take leadership off the table, and I say experiences, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. How can yeah. you use your experiences to be a front runner wherever you are. We talked about this a little bit before we yeah. started recording. But I think that concept of communicating is what I contribute. Yeah. Of course, there's always going to be energy, laughter, humor, of positivity, right, motivation, right. inspiration, all those things that that I have. But I yeah. think all of those are delivered in this big package with a bow yeah. that has communication on the outside. Yeah. Man, I love that answer. And the reason why I said is because when I asked that question, you know, a lot of people I interview or talk about, well, I, I contribute by volunteering this and that. And, and I'm, and I do the same thing, mm-hmm. but being able to communicate, it is a gift and you should use it as much as you can. I agree. Uh, because there's going to be someone who's going to read your body language mm-hmm. and they're going to either do one of two things, talk to you or not talk to you. I agree. Right. And that's where I come up with uh, when I coach soccer, it's, Tell my boys, communication is one of the most important things you'll ever have to do in life. Mm-hmm. And there, and for me, there's two types. There's verbal and nonverbal. Mm-hmm. And it's you can definitely pick up on the nonverbal. Of course. And you can also definitely pick up on the verbal because yeah. the tone, right? Yes, sir. So, man, that's uh, that's really great. I appreciate you answering that question. I yes, love it, man. It was honest. From the heart. Oh, I know. Everything <laughs> is, man. I agree. <laughs> so, of course, you know what a defining moment is. We've gone over that. Yeah. So if you don't mind sharing with our listeners, I know you've probably had many of them, mm-hmm. but there's got to be one that has stuck out. So talk, mm. tell our listeners, kind of walk through your defining moment. How did it affect you? How did it come about? Yeah, defining moment. I think about, um, I mean, I could, I could talk about uh, my faith, the growing of my faith. I could mm-hmm. talk about having children. I could talk about... Um, when I got married, when I started a business, when I got my degree. Right. And those are all uh, pivotal moments. Absolutely. But when I think of defining moment, right, one that altered life, yeah. that everything else is built on, I think about when I moved back from Iowa yeah. to Oklahoma right. um, to uh, pursue a relationship with my wife. Okay. Um, I, was in, uh, I was in high school. And my wife and I dated in high school for two, two and a half years. Yeah. And I was a jerk. And she told me I was a jerk. And I agreed that I was a jerk. <laughs> and so she said, uh, you know what? Don't call me. I'll call you. I said, okay. And so I went to Iowa to play football. And she went to OU uh, to study and pursue a degree in social work. Okay. And we would see each other at home every now and again. But uh, when I went back my for my sophomore year after Christmas, um, we connected and we started talking on the phone. And I remember talking to her and I said, what would you do? What would you do if I asked you to marry me? And she mm. said, after a long pause, I'd say no. And I was like, what? I wasn't wow. expecting that. Yeah. I'd say no. And I was like, why? She was like, 
um, you know, we just started back talking and yeah. we're both in college and you don't have a degree and I don't have a degree and, you know, we're dealing with some student debt and she's talking about all this stuff. And I was like, okay, all right, that's fine. Wow. And now I know where we stand. Yeah. Um, and so a couple of weeks go by and I'm in my room on a Sunday and my phone rings and um, I pick it up and I'm like, hey, how's it going? She's like, hey. And she said, what would you do if I said yes? And this was out of the blue. And I was like, what do you mean? Say yes. What do you mean? Say yes. She was like, well, you asked me a question yeah. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And I said, I'd say no. What would you do if I said yes? I said, I would finish out the semester. Yeah. I would turn down my football scholarship. I turned down my academic scholarship. I pack up my room uh, and I will move back home. And she said, I'm saying yes. Wow. On the phone. Since that moment, I moved back. Um, she was, uh, she had made this turn back towards, back toward, uh, uh faith and yeah. her spiritual life had increased. And so I came alongside her and then my spiritual life increased. I was at school to play football. I didn't even want to go to college, yeah. but I didn't want to be a townie. And so I went to college, yeah. right? I didn't want to be the townie guy. So I went to college. <laughs> and so I get back around her and her friends and they're all in college. They're all studying. And so I became a studious and my GPA went from a three point to a three, eight. Right. And, Man. uh, um, we we bought a home and we had children and she started talking about business and entrepreneurship. And so I ended up working for Chesapeake and then she encouraged me to go back for my master's degree. And when I tell you like that decision right there yeah. catapulted everything else, like I'm a different man mm -hmm. now uh, than I would have ever been had I not come back home. Like deciding right. at that moment to move back from Iowa to come home has completely changed the, the trajectory of my life. Yeah. When I talk about um, being able to pay down debt and acquire wealth and be a good father and husband, being a good son, being a good brother, yeah. being a good friend, I can tie it all the way back to this one defining moment and everything that, that has been good and great and prosperous yeah. uh, and learning experience, it ha has started with that conversation on the phone with her saying, what if I said yes? Yeah, It all goes back to what if I said yes? Now, yeah, yeah. I don't want to ramble. I don't want to ramble. But I've taken that same approach to everything else. Yeah. Being a business owner. Okay. I have nobody in my family that has, has been a successful business owner. Yeah. But what if business to me says yes? To me. Yeah. What if being an entrepreneur says yes? What if? What if? So I step out into the land of entrepreneurship and it says yes. Yeah. And I continue to step and entrepreneurs were saying yes, yes. yes. And so I keep pursuing it, right? Yep. I keep packing up my bags from one place, going to the next, following this yes, yes. right? With my kids. Hey, I want to be the cool dad. I want to be in your life. They keep saying yes. What if my kids say Yes, you can be in my life. Then I continue to build a relationship with them. Right. And we don't grow far apart. We go close together. Yeah. What if my friends say yes to me being a good friend to them? That makes me a good friend. What if life continues to say yes, right? <laughs> I tell you, I can track it back to this moment. And she says on the phone, yeah. hundreds of miles away. Yeah. What if I say yes? I'm about to get an amen, man. Oh, my gosh. What if I say <laughs> And so I said yes. I make this decision. I come back home. Six months later, we get married. Right. My wife and I will be coming up on 16 years of marriage in January. That's amazing, man. We have a beautiful 12-year-old daughter, a wonderful, wow. handsome 11-year-old son. And we've been able to do a lot of great things together. And the, the moon, the stars are the limit yeah. uh, for us. I believe that with all my heart. That's amazing, man. That, I rambled. I'm sorry. No, you didn't ramble. That that those details are so important to that moment, right? I agree. Because you can't just say, "Oh yeah, I drove from Iowa to Oklahoma and married my wife because she said yes over the phone, 200 miles away." Mm -hmm. That'd be boring. It would be. I, we could just end the podcast and launch it. No editing. <laughs> no editing. No man. Right. But but that's the brilliant part of it is is your detail your enthusiasm as you're talking about it. and i can see it in your eyes let alone your body language your Thank eyes you. your eyes tell the story of yeah it, you know and that's really really neat i wish she was here because i have an extra headset now so she and could, she could chime yeah, in yeah, yeah. Chime in, and, and she yeah. has a whole different perspective of the story right right another another one of the things that she told me she says i've dated keep in mind she said 
when when we when we separated, you're a jerk. I said I was a jerk. I agreed that I was yeah. a jerk. And yeah. she said, Don't call me, I'll call you. When we got back together, she was like, Hey, I've been dating a lot of jerks. You're the least jerky of them all, right? Wow. And so you have this this theme <laughs> coming through where she's like, We keep going out and exploring the world and we keep coming back to each other. Yeah. Like to me, that means a bunch. It also speaks to these second chance, third chance, fourth chances that we get not only with people, but with our passion and our yeah, purpose. Right. Passion will not leave you. Purpose will not leave you if you truly chase it. Yeah. When I think about opportunities that I passed up on, yeah. the ones that were for me, they continue to come back around. Mm -hmm. Those that were not for me, mm -hmm. they leave and they don't come back. Right. Which it, I love that about life. Yeah. If you love life and you live it to the fullest and you genuinely love what you do, those opportunities will continue to come back around. Yeah. I love my wife. I love my wife in high school. I did. Yeah. I made some mistakes. Yeah. But I think our love continues to bring us back around to each other. Even to this day, man, when we get in these little spats mm -hmm. and, you know, we go talk to our friends and we're like, he did this, she did this, right? Love <laughs> brings us back to the same bed. And, you know, we <laughs> snuggle and we're mad at each other, but we're spooning this crap out, yeah, right? Yeah. And so I love that about it. It just yeah. keeps coming back around. I think life does that for us. Yeah. And that, and a big part of that is obviously like you just hit it, the communication. Yes. Without successful communication, you're, you're not spooning. I agree. One. There's and no spooning yeah, without communication. No, spooning. no one's coming home and everyone's going to be mad for a long time. Right. And that's what you don't want. You were talking about earlier about setting boundaries when you do get mad. Yeah. If you do, guys do have an argument, what, what boundaries are you talking about? And so um, we have uh, these things called um, rules of engagement. Okay. Right. And uh, it's kind of one of those things where it makes it makes us accountable to fighting fair. Okay. Right. It's not that we won't disagree or we won't have these little spats, but we're going to fight fair when we do. Right? Okay. So there's things like no name calling. Perfect. Right. Yeah. We don't throw out threats Good. toward each other. There's Should no physical violence. Right. I agree. There's no physical violence. Right. Uh, we never break up divorce. Um, we never leave the property and we, uh, we have to find a good spot where we agree. Yeah. Here's a good spot to stop talking. It's three o'clock in the morning. We both worked a long day. Yeah. Let's put a pin in it and bring it back up and then making sure that we do bring it back up. Now, yeah. part of these rules of engagements is making sure, like I said, that we're fighting fair, but also that we stay on the same page. There's no shutting down. There's no right. turning the, sh the cold shoulder. And once again, not that we've been able to do these 100% along the way, yeah. but they are a bottom line. They are a foundation for us making sure our communication stays clear. Yeah. And the other person gets to call the other person out. There's there's no boundaries here. Like There's yeah. like, hey, you hurt my feelings. Oops, sorry about that. Oh, <laughs> you hurt my feelings. I don't like it. And I think we need to talk about this. And I think uh, that's very important when it comes to marriage and relationships yeah, like yeah. I'll, I'll put marriage to the side when i think about relationships i think relationships have to have that yeah. my breath stink you need to let me know yeah. i'm trusting you as a friend yeah you have an open door policy to tell me my breath stink yeah not only that but you have to tell me when i'm not being a good father right when i'm not being a good husband yeah take it outside of marriage put it in friendship yeah. take it out outside of friendship put it in work yeah right yeah you have to have this kind of culture value-based culture relationship-based culture yeah. where I get to come to you and be like, hey, man, you're not doing your job. Yeah. And you're not taking it personal. That's right? absolutely right. You're yeah. not doing your job. Not a, I'm not going to push you out the door and say you're not doing your job. Get out of here. You're fired. I'm going to say, mm -hmm. what can I do to help you right. better do yeah. your job? Yeah. Right? Is it something I'm doing? Is it something you're doing? Do you need to work a different shift? Is some things going on at home? All those different things, I think, come with communication. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's no, there's no doubt, man. It's a and having those boundaries. Yeah. So when you say you get these arguments and you're talking about boundaries, mm -hmm. are you talking about like, is that force field? You can't leave the premises of your property or. Yes. Uh, okay. So, so, so there's like literal and there's figurative. Okay. Right. Yeah. Boundaries. So a figurative boundary is like the, the, the no, the no name calling yeah, part. Perfect. Yeah. We don't talk about, you know, that's why you picked up 25 pounds in the past. <laughs> you know, like we don't say, that's why your left eye is lazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we don't, go, we don't go down the line <laughs> and we don't talk about, that's why your feet stink. I couldn't even sleep last night because you snore so loud. Like, you know, we don't do the, the name calling. Man. We don't put our hands on each other. So there's these boundaries mm -hmm. that we stay within that we don't cross. Yeah. But there's also <laughs> the, the physical boundaries. Like we don't leave, 
our property with uh, a disagreement in the air. I told you this time, I've, I've gone outside. Mm-hmm. I walked up and down the curb in front of my house because yeah. <laughs> I can't get no further away from it. Because right, I can't leave. Want, I can't leave. Yeah. I don't want to look at you. I don't want to hear you breathe. I don't want to smell your beautiful scent. I just want to yeah. go outside and be mad for thirty mm-hmm. minutes. Mm-hmm. I want to. I want to escape your presence. But our rule is don't leave the property. And what right. this this prevents us from doing is running to other people. Yeah. Right. Leaving. You know, like I think that's huge, man. It is so big. So big. And again, you know, I think that we we try to find ways to make sure that we stay uh, in communication, in relationship, on purpose. And not that we've been able to master this 100 percent. I think that's very important Mm -hmm. because it's very important to say, because people, when they look at people that they talk about motivation and inspiration, they I think they put us up on this pedestal that just because we talk about it, we have it mastered. Right. And that is not the truth. It's not even close, man. It's not even close. Yeah. You know, I can I, I can go and work in a fitness center gym being overweight. And the fact that I tell you that you need to exercise, it doesn't lose its value. Right. Right. <laughs> it does not lose lose its value. It's like my dad, he was a smoker. He used to tell me all the time, don't smoke. Yeah. As he has a cigarette in his hand. Yeah. Yeah. What he's saying, it, it doesn't lose value, right? Right. It's still true. It, yeah. And so as I stand and I talk about, you know, leadership and I talk about relationships and I talk about marriage, I want to make it 100%. We don't have it all the way down. We're not perfect, yeah. but we know where the lines are. Yeah. We know what, what the expectations are. We know what the goal is yeah. and we're striving to get there. We fail a lot. Man, we fail a lot. Yeah. But we know what the goal is and we yeah. always come back together. I woke up this morning, early this morning. I was telling you my wife is in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. She just uh, flew out of the country with her friends to go spend five days on yeah. the beach in the tropical sand and the blue uh, shores. And before she left, before she left, we we made sure that we kissed like in the mouth, yeah. hug kids making that connection yeah we're on good terms when she leaves because there's nothing that's worth you know i think about uh how i feel when i leave my wife's presence mm-hmm. and we're angry that sucks oh yeah man i hate when my kids go to school and we've had an argument in the car i hate that yeah i hate when i text someone and they've They've gotten offended and then they don't text back for a day. Like it just eats me up yeah. on the inside. And I never want that type of vibe, vibe to invade my home or my marriage. Yeah. And we have to fight for it. It's it's every single day. Yeah. We have to fight to protect love and communication and unity. And it's a it's an effort, man. Yeah. But love of the death. Sixteen yeah. years in January, we've acquired a lot of debt and lots of experience together. So it's uh it's been a cool ride. That's awesome, man. You know, uh, you're, you're, we talk about communication, text messages, and leaving voicemails, etc. I was actually um, working on this podcast with you um, today, this morning. I woke up pretty early and worked out a little bit, then got onto your podcast and went through your story and coming up with questions, and you called. And so I was on the mower at the time and I took a break and I read through my text messages and you said, Hey, I rapped on your voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, no, yo, I was like, you know, I said, yo, MTV raps, bro. Uh-huh, I saw and, that. <laughs> and I, you did, you rapped on the voicemail to me. You left yes, me I a, did. Uh, a voicemail that, yeah, I was like, what? The frack that was pretty. Legit, are you gonna right? Are you gonna loop that into the podcast? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna find a way. You should do you it. You know, and <laughs> that's why I, I have it saved. That's so that I am going to try to loop this. I am going to loop it. There's no try. I will. Is it gonna make a way. It, yeah, it's going to find its way into yeah. this podcast because that's just one example of many that I can come up with on your positive attitude. Thank right? you. Yeah. And and you're so right on because a lot of people will put motivational speakers inspirers and all these people on pedestals like oh man they're so motivated all the time Mm -hmm. well that's false right because as positive as i am there's there's a lot of times i i I have these moments where i'm like oh man i'm not feeling it that's true and all i have to do is call margie my fiance you know margie i do yes yeah you know her quite well so i just call her and bam, instantaneously, she'll talk me through it and my mood levels back up to yeah. where it should be. Yeah. And so I don't walk around being, you know, I'm, I'm the man all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I do is try to be consistent. Yes. And that's the probably the biggest thing is being consistent 
on having a good attitude, I think being a positive uh, role model every day. Even when you're walking out, and I tell the boys I coach the uh, soccer's, you know, if it's not your day to take out the trash and your brother's day, but the trash is full, take it out. Take it out. Because your mom and dad are going to be like, dude, that is my son. And your brother's going to see That's it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's going to learn from that. Mm-hmm. Right. Or or maybe compliment your mom. Say, hey, mom, your hair looks good today. Yeah. Those compliments, those little compliments go a long way. Till death. Mom's never forgetting that. Oh, yeah. And she's yeah. going to get that same hairdo like 50 times because yeah. <laughs> yeah. you said it. Yeah. 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 So it's just really interesting. I saw this lady last week and I noticed that her hair was different. And all I did, told her in Vietnamese because she's Vietnamese, I told her her hair looked really nice. Mm-hmm. And she, this, the smile just went from ear to ear. Yeah. You know? And she's like, oh my gosh. And so immediately she gave me a hug and then she went and got food and brought me some food. Oh my gosh, really? Like, well, thank you. I, mean, I don't want the food, but I'll it, take it. it's awesome. Yeah, did you yeah, take the food? Good. Oh yeah, I took oh, the okay, food. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I take the food for sure, <laughs> man. I, I may not eat it then, but yeah, I'm going to take the I'm going to take the food. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to deny that. Yeah. You know, if someone gives you a drink, then okay, take it. If you don't drink alcohol, I'll tell you I won't drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if someone's giving you food or water, man, yeah. why not? I right? agree. It's yeah. a gift. It is a gift. Yeah it's, yeah, it's 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 just as much for them as it is for you. Absolutely right, man. So, you drove from Iowa. Yes. To Oklahoma. Yes. Because your girlfriend at that time said, what will it take? For you to come back if I say yes. Or she said, What if I say yes? What if I say yes? That's it. What uh-huh. if I say yes? And you dropped your football scholarship. Yep. You packed it up, you came back, went to school, got a couple degrees. Yep. Got a beautiful wife, two kids. Yes, sir. Got your business going. My gosh. You know, and those that's impressive, man. Yeah. Wrote that, a wrote a book in the spring. Wrote a book. That's right. Yep. You currently writing my second book. Man. Yeah. That's, that's huge. So what's, uh, what's, what are you going to do next? Um, so I have the um, I have the pleasure of working with this this group now. Uh, they're called uh, Paradigm Shift. Okay. Uh, shout out to Jared Murr and Ryan Eller. Uh, and they have uh, taken me under their wings and given me some opportunities to continue to speak on a greater level. Uh-huh. And so I want to sharpen my, my, my sword, man. I want to yeah. make sure that I'm investing time in becoming a better communicator, and then being a voice in mm-hmm. my community for people who may share a similar experience to mine. Yeah. I, I was telling my story earlier today um, about uh, North Tulsa. And North Tulsa is like the east side of Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. right? It's like a, it, that's probably where all the lower income folks are. It's probably gotcha. where all the, the worst schools are mm-hmm. in North Tulsa. Okay. And North Tulsa is dealing with uh, a lot of crime. Uh, and so I grew up in that environment. And when I think about everything that it took for me to come out of North Tulsa and be right. successful, right. right, at the level that I am, mm-hmm. right, I have to make sure that it doesn't stop here. Right. Right. I don't want to take advantage or I don't want to waste. Let me say that. I don't want to yeah. waste any opportunity that God and the universe or my family and friends have conspired in order to make sure I get to this point. Right. My wife has invested lots of time and effort and support. She's invested in me. It would right. be foolish of me mm-hmm. to let all of that stop here. Yeah. And so for me moving forward, man, I just want to see what life has in store for me. I don't want to leave anything in the tank. When this old body goes back into the dirt, I want it to be bone dry. Yeah. I want to yeah. wring everything out of this old towel. And I want to make sure that I reach every pinnacle that I'm supposed to reach. Mm-hmm. I believe that in purpose. I believe uh, in this expectation that has been set on me from the day that I was born. Right. And I want to make sure that I fulfill all of that. I want to write as many books as I'm supposed to write. I want to talk to as many people as I'm supposed to talk to. Yeah. I want to mentor as many boys as I'm supposed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I speak uh, in Oklahoma City on racial reconciliation. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I'm a bridge builder when it comes to race and culture. Mm-hmm. And so I have these things that I want to do. I want to I want to do uh, shows. I want to do podcasts. I want to yeah. travel and speak to, to different peoples, not only in the country, right. in the world. And I and you know how much that pains me because I talked earlier about how much I don't like to travel. Yeah, yeah. I do not like to travel. <laughs> I don't like the inconveniences of travel. Right. But I believe uh, building these relationships across these lines. Uh, I have a friend, um, actually, uh, Jared Murr, 
uh, who's a, a co-founder of Paradigm Shift, uh-huh. I, I, I sat in on a keynote that he did, and the name of the keynote was was called uh, "We Are Born to Cross Lines." We are born to cross borders. Mm-hmm. He was like, "We are border crossers," mm-hmm. and that's what we're supposed to do. How do we how do we touch the world? How do we touch the people around us without crossing those borders? For me, right, a big border that I've grown up with was being black. Mm-hmm. So how do I step out of that border, that box, and reach people that don't look like me, that don't talk like me, that haven't had the same experiences I have, right? right? And how yeah. do I dance in their box and see what their life is like and yeah. then bring them into my box right. and see what happens over here? Yeah. I think that happens with the gift that I've been given of communication, absolutely, of joy, of inspiration, of motivation, of being able to build bridges and connect with people yeah. and build genuine, genuine relationships. Mm-hmm. This isn't a... I wish people could follow me around because it's not a fad, bro. Yeah, it's yeah. not, you know what I'm saying? This isn't yeah. this isn't a hat that I put on or take off. Oh, I know. This I know. goes to my bones. This resonates yeah. in my soul. Yeah. I sit in my bed and I think about how many people can I have coffee with, with this week? Yeah. How many lunches can I schedule? Yeah. How many text messages can I send out? How right. many people can I contact through social media? Mm-hmm. How many kids can I mentor? Mm-hmm. Like this is this is the essence. I vibrate at this level. Yeah. This is what I do. <laughs> and so when you ask me, like, what's yeah. next? Yeah. It's like the sky's the limit, man. Right. I've been thinking about going back and getting a PhD. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, what what can I do? How can I stretch my boundaries? How can I grow my mind and my soul Mm -hmm. and my spirit and my sphere of influence to create as much change as possible before I leave this earth? Like, what can I do? Yeah. I want to do that. Yeah. As it comes up in my mind, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I like it. Period. That answers your question. So you're going to drop the mic or what? I will not drop the mic because I cannot pay for this. It's a pretty nice mic, but I will drop a figurative mic in the air. There you go. Yes, sir. So what I'm getting out of this is leaving a legend, being legendary. Yes, a legacy. A legacy. Yes, sir. And it's not like I won six NBA titles legend. It's like I am Derek and I just dropped the mic. And I am a legend. So when my name comes up, you will know exactly who I am. Mm-hmm. Not for the six championships that I've won, mm-hmm. but you're going to know me because I was that guy that communicated with you in your time of darkness. And and, and less about me, but more about what I've done. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like, I, I, I don't, if people, if people don't remember my name, mm-hmm. right, that's absolutely fine. But if they are able to partake of something that I've done, mm-hmm. that is the goal. Gotcha. That is the God. Like, gotcha. it's a it's a million Derricks, yeah. right? None yeah. like me. None like me. No, but it's no. it's a million of them. So when I think of the legacy, when I think of this this the legend of Derek Sire, I want it to be people, relationships, community, energy, passion, creativity, yeah. selflessness, love, hugs, high fives, smiles, glowing eyes, eye contact. Yeah. Like I want it to be this. I want people to think about that, even if they don't remember my name. Hey, yeah. you remember that one guy that came and spoke, and yeah. he just jumped and bounced all over the stage yeah. i can't remember one thing that he said but i remember how he made me feel right like i want that to be my legacy yeah period man another period yes. another mic drop another mic drop man that's perfect wow golly man so my next question to you is all right what advice do you have for our listeners when they come in contact with you, they're like, hey, man, I, I may not have the gift of communication or I don't think that I do. Right. But I want to make a positive impact mm-hmm. or be a positive influence like you. You know, what what advice do you have for them? Um, let's see. As you're talking, I was thinking two, two three things. I think the first thing is... Uh, Find out what it is. Right. What's your thing? Everybody has a thing. Absolutely. What's your thing? Yeah. There's a guy who um on uh, Memorial and Penn mm-hmm. who break dances on the corner. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, out in front of that wall. North Oklahoma City? Dance. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's like, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, right? And I, I stopped and I talked to him one day. And I'm like, yeah. man, you're out here break dancing. And he said, I have two two. Two reasons that I do it. One is to bring joy. Yeah. And the other is to create awareness. And he has a platform that he's trying to create awareness about. Okay. But he's like, that's my thing. That's what right. I do. Right. Right. I think the first thing is finding out what that thing is. Mm-hmm. What do you dream about? What do you think about? What makes your heart beat fast? What makes your eyes dilate? Yeah. 
Like, what do you see naturally in the world? Yeah. I think that, regardless of if it's sitting behind a computer at a desk or out in the world talking to people traveling, mm-hmm. you'll mm-hmm. find a way to do it. Right? Yeah. The second thing is, is I would say, attach yourself to people. Mm-hmm. Um, in my book, I have uh, these three chapters that are back to back called Hand Up, Hand Out, Hand Down. And I think that we should always be in a perpetual state of being mentored, right, of building relationships Mm -hmm. and then mentoring someone else, bringing them up. Mm -hmm. So we should always be in this place where we're connected to people, people that have done what we want to do. They can tell us how to do it. We don't have to bump our heads and figure it out by ourselves. They can give us the shortcuts. They can tell us what to do. This is another reason I love books is that we get someone's 10, 15, 20 year experience in a couple hundred pages. Yeah. Right. They lived the life, gave me the info. Yeah. And so I think that we should always be in touch with people, peers Mm -hmm. that are going through the same thing. So we know we're not alone. Someone that's gone before so they can give us all the shortcuts. And then we should always be pulling someone else up because we're going to be ahead of someone else also. Right. First thing, find out what it is. Second thing is make sure you're attached to people. The third thing is be willing to work hard and be relentless. Yeah. I think that the world is for the taking. Yeah. It's up to those who want to go get it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think you have to be relentless. You have, if you say you want it, you have to do it. Mm-hmm. If you say you want it, you have to go get it. Yeah. Right. Identify what it is. Attach yourself to people that are going to help you. And then I would say be relentless in your pursuit of it. Yeah. Wow. That's good stuff. You know, you're talking about 10 to 15 years and a couple hundred pages. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of a couple of my greatest friends or my mom and dad mm-hmm. and the advice that they've given me and just the experience that they've had right? and they've shared with me. Mm-hmm. And I've shared on my first podcast about they left Vietnam mm-hmm. in the late 70s, literally left money, education, family behind, got on a boat and came all the way to the United States on a boat wow. and were sponsored and were taught English, how to read it, how to write it and how to get naturalized and mm-hmm. become true United States citizens. Mm-hmm. And then from that point, bring in, you know, um, my my grandparents over and my aunts and uncles over eventually. So, right. you know, the uh, the power of perseverance and the grit is, is so amazing. And the experience that older, uh, I guess not older. Well, they're older, they're 30 years older. Yeah. But that they have, they're able to share with you. Mm-hmm. You can condense it. And that's knowledge that you can share to someone else. Yes. And that story never leaves. Right. right? And, that, and that's history. That's history that we learn from. Good or bad, we're still going to learn from it. And we should become better from it if I it's agree. a bad history. Yeah. Because we can't erase it, obviously. Uh, but with that being said, I, I think the power of their, my parents' history and the power of just history in general has made us, number one, smarter, more sophisticated. Mm-hmm. Um, to a certain extent, should make us more respectful. And that right there, it's what I thrive off. Yeah, you know, it's it's learning about things and my parents' past and and their culture that drives me to even be a better, uh, just a better person that contributes to society right. as well as I can. Yeah, and that's why I really am honored to have you on this show, man. Because you know, you say don't talk about it, you know excitement, but there's <laughs> there's excitement when I sit across from you. It you don't have to say anything, mm-hmm. but I'm just excited. And I'm excited because maybe if you have reputation or maybe the past contacts I've mm-hmm. been with you and here you are sitting across from me and I'm thinking, man, this is legit. And the it's energy not- is thick in here. Oh, yeah. It's real. Yeah. Like, yeah. we're not manufacturing this. No. Like, <laughs> I mean, we're sitting across two grown men sitting across yeah. each other, like smiling, making eye contact. Yeah. And we're talking about our passions yeah. and getting better and becoming better in every facet of yeah. life. And the energy is thick in this place. Yeah, man. I wish yeah. you all could say, we should start doing these on video. It's coming. <laughs> Someone actually mentioned that to me, and uh, I let my friend borrow my GoPro. He's going to play some soccer golf in California this week, so <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work out for him. He better get some good footage. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, man. But golly, man, anything else for our listeners? No, man. I, I would I would say um, like when one of the things that keeps me going is is hope, yeah, um, faith, and love. Mm-hmm. And I think um, the greatest of those is love. I think hope in um, ourselves faith in humanity mm-hmm. right and being willing to love the people next to us yeah i think those are three things that if everybody can kind of hold on to mm-hmm. hope right and the people around us right yeah. hope and faith in humanity that good will travail um 
and it will prevail. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. And that um, love. Like, I think love conquers the day. Love wins all. I put this on social media at the end of the day, uh, yesterday, that um, I'll always choose love. Mm-hmm. I, will, I will always choose love. And even though the heart processes pain and love, it processes both. Yeah. And when you open yourself up for one, you leave room for the other t- to come in. Yeah. But I will always risk love. I yeah. will always choose love. Yeah. And I think if we do that, man, the world will be a better place. Last thing for us, man. These listeners, the listeners are going to want to get in touch with you somehow. Yes. So however they can get in touch with you, you drop it on here and it will go viral. Yes. Um, the cool thing about having a last name like Sire, S-I-E-R, is that there aren't many of me. <laughs> and so you can find Derek Sire on um, Snapchat, on uh, Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, Periscope. It's uh, Derek Sire and all those. You type those in. And some version of Omas underscore Sire, Sire mm-hmm. 55, Omas team building, Derek Sire. Some variation will always show up. Okay. Um, so Derek, D-E-R-R-I-C-K, Sire, S-I-E-R. You type those two in in any social media avenue, any platform, you'll find me. Yeah. Can people come watch you and listen to you do keynote speaking are you open um, to public or no i've i've had people come to public events i was down in Artmore. that was mm-hmm. a public event that you could show up to uh francis total was another public event um that you could show up to they are for their people but yeah. i think if folks are trying to come see what i do or uh just kind of receive uh, a cup of Derek, mm-hmm. i think that they should reach out on social media and, and see what i'm up to and i'll be like hey next wednesday come here and uh yeah. we'll take a picture together and maybe yeah. we can get a book signed yeah. and all that good stuff Man, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to actually go order me a book and get it signed by you. Do it. Yeah, man. You got it. Well, Derek, thank you so much for your time and thank coming you, on sir. this podcast. I appreciate it, I'll man. Be, hey, I'll be back, man. I know you will. And next time I come back, we're doing video. Okay. Sounds good to me. Yes, sir. Thank <laughs> you. All right, man. Thank you. All right. All right. Yo, I'm leaving, boy. Man, I hope you reply faster than a snail. Uh-oh. I'm leaving, boy. Man, I hope you reply faster than a snail. Yeah, boy. Uh-oh. I'm leaving voicemail. I hope you reply faster than a snail because the snail goes slow and I got the go. So hit your boy back before before it snows. Yeah. I wish I could rap. I really can't. Um, I don't have that. So uh, give me a call back. Let's make it happen. I truly hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have a defining moment or moments you would like to share, please reach out to me. I would love to visit with you about it and share it with the world on a podcast. Here's how to find me. Visit my website, www.definingmomentspod.com. Follow me on Twitter at defmomentspod. That's at D-E-F moments pod. Search me on Facebook, Defining Moments Podcast. Follow me on Instagram, at Defining Moments Podcast. That's all one word, at Defining Moments Podcast. Subscribe to Defining Moments Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed listening to this show, I would be extremely honored if you gave us a review. This helps boost this podcast so more people can find it. Go out and be a positive influence today, every day. Make someone smile. My name is Wong Lam, and I approve this podcast.